Hey friends and welcome to the Friends of a Feather podcast. I am your host Wren and I'm so glad you're joining me today. Each Friday I get to chat with a friend who has a story to tell, a dream that she's pursuing, or a passion to share. This is episode 54 and I get to chat with Megan Benson of Sheep Farm Felt. I loved being able to talk with Megan because I felt like I already knew her from following her on Instagram. I love how she was going to follow in her mom's footsteps as being a weaver. And then God totally changed that path. And now she is a shepherdess to eight baby doll sheep. And she makes felt ball garlands, something that she didn't think that she would ever have a whole company doing. But y'all, her company, her business is thriving. And it was really neat to hear her talk about it such an interesting episode of how she makes the felt balls and how she started her company. We also talk about the hardest and the best part of it as well. But y'all, there was an unexpected part of her story that I didn't know when her oldest daughter was diagnosed as being on the autism spectrum. You would just be so encouraged hearing Megan talk about how community uh, is so important when you're going through very hard things. We had a great time talking together, so here is our conversation. Okay, so welcome to the podcast, Megan. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes, I'm so excited. I've been wanting to chat with you for a while, and um, and then I, I got up um, I got up the nerve to ask you and say, <laughs> "Hey, I know you don't know me, but I really would love to hear your story on the podcast." So thanks for coming. Oh, you're so sweet. It's really my pleasure. Yeah, and I'm looking at you, and I see that you are in um, your felt ball world. Yes. Yes, my felt ball land, as I call it. I like to call myself the queen of felt ball land. It makes me feel, you know. Yes, I like love I that about you. Special. I love it. <laughs> and in the on the back of the wall, those are are those like your samples? Wherever those where, are all my samples of love it. maybe it's 150 around samples, just so I have like a reference to make all the different. Every single time I make it, it's exactly the same. So I just want to be okay. consistent. So that's my big sample board. I love yeah. it. And underneath Thank are you. the drawers with all of the colors of felt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we have oh. 56 colors, I think, now. So. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's amazing. That's so fun. Thank you. Okay, here's my question <laughs> first. is Are those, you have them ready to go, the balls, but then you don't mm-hmm. make them into the garland until you have an order. Is that right? Correct, because okay. everybody, you can customize the size, you can customize the, okay. um, the color, so we do make everyone to order. Okay, mm-hmm. and I love that you're on Etsy, which is a handmade yep. website people can order from. And also, you're on Amazon Prime. I am. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. It's so fun. And, oh, what a lifesaver that has been. It's been yeah. nice to be on Prime. You can go on vacation and send all of your you know, inventory in ahead of time. Then people can still be buying as you're you know, on vacation. So that's been a really nice feature to have doing, doing Amazon. Okay, good. Okay, so tell me a little bit, if somebody doesn't know who you are or hasn't found you on Instagram yet, what? tell us a little bit about you, your family, and um, what you do. Sure. All right, well, I'll take you back because it's a good story okay. <laughs> to what my family did. Um, my parents met at a historical colonial village. My dad was a wood carver, a decoy carver, and my mom was a weaver and spinner. So my dad courted my mom in costume. He would come in early to her shop and like break her loom a little bit. So she'd have to go see the wood carver to, you know, <gasps> fix her loom. And so that's kind of how they met, you know, lies and deception. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Sweet. Yeah, so... 
So they've always been makers. And mm. um, when they got married, they had three girls. I'm the middle one. Um, and we're all two years apart. And then when we um, were two, four, and six, um, our family had a house fire. <gasps> And we, we lost everything we owned. Mm. So we lived in this tiny little town in South Jersey, but the whole town kind of rallied around us, got together and gave us everything we needed to start again. They mm. gave us books and toys and um, gift, certificates, gift certificates to the grocery store and pots oh, and pans and everything. Goodness. Found us a place to rent. Um, it was just amazing mm. uh, just to see the love of the community. Um, and... The only way my parents couldn't pay back everybody. So they figured the only way that they could really uh, pay everyone back and just to show their gratitude was to teach people what they knew. And so as they were kind of settling with the insurance company, it took three years to really settle and rebuild the house again. Wow. Um, the house plans just kind of grew and grew and grew. And they built a classroom onto the house and opened up a business called Swan Bay Folk Art Center, mm. which was a folk art school where they got to teach people what they knew. My mom would teach basketry and weaving and doll making and spinning. And my dad taught wood carving and things like that. So we just kind of grew up in this creative environment where it was always taught to us to love people through what we made and what we knew. We, we could teach people what we knew. So that was kind of the environment where I grew up. Which it's is really amazing. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. And so you do you remember any of that when you were four? I do. I remember losing my toys and just mm. feeling like so like lost. I remember the first night we came back and like we didn't know we were gonna stay that night. Like we stayed in a little hotel and just that feeling of like just not knowing what to do. But you know, my mom always I remember encouraged us, God knows the plan, it's gonna be mm. okay. Wow. So we weren't home at the time that it happened, luckily. So that's good. Um, yeah, so we weren't injured or anything. Oh my goodness, that's yeah. amazing! So they mm -hmm. are with three kids, and then they just mm -hmm. they did a classroom, and then was that their prof those professions? Was that what they did before yeah, the fire? Yeah. That was what yeah. they did. They, I think, worked with someone handmade. I mean, they did the um, the wood the wood carving and the weaving in different villages and things like that. But that was kind of their profession before gotcha. the house fire. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So after that, that was their mission was to mm -hmm. teach those around them their skill, their art. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So as a kid, you've seen this, you, I mean, like you said, the creative side of things as being a maker. And mm -hmm. so, um, as you were, well, let me ask you this before we jump into your story. What, did y'all ever have sheep growing up? Did y'all have mm -hmm. a big farm? Um, my my mom thought it was very important if she was going to teach people about spinning and weaving that she should have her own sheep to tell that story. So okay. she ended up, she always wanted a farm to live on a farm. So that was kind of her dream that she got sheep and we would, we would shear them and she'd use the wool to spin and weave. And so, yeah, that was part mm. of the story and the narrative that she wanted to show people. And when we all um, turned 12, we were allowed to come help my mom teach. And she would teach these classes for girls and all based around um, the American Girl doll history. Did you, oh, did you, do you remember yeah, those? Yeah, did you have those? totally. Okay. So she'd have a Victorian tea party for Samantha <gasps> and a pioneer <gasps> picnic for Kirsten. And oh my goodness. So she would teach history through these dolls. And of course, my sisters and I, we were just in our glory. We would oh. all, you know, it would be a four of us with 16 girls and we'd all switch, switch around what we were making the whole time. So it was a four hour class. And yeah, it was a just creative environment of teaching all these, these projects through you know, hands-on wow. historical things. And so it was fun. 
So at that point, did you think, oh, okay, I'm, this is what I'm going to do. I, oh yes, I loved it. You could just, I could just feel myself like I knew I had met my calling when I, when I was teaching, I love the performance of it. Mm. I love teaching, you know, the whole, um, seeing, seeing how proud people were when they produced things with their hands. So that's what I did. I went and I became an art teacher. I went to art school. Um, I got my education certification and that was kind of my first, my first career okay. you know, choice was art teacher. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you taught in a school with, and yes. as an, with your art degree. And then yes. did you meet your husband through that or had you met him before? I met him in high school. Okay. Uh, we were high school sweethearts, and we went oh. to different colleges three hours away, which was awful. Oh, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> and we got married like a month after graduating. Oh. So, yeah. And then we both ended up teaching at the same Christian high school that we met in. Okay. So, That's yeah. neat. So you were teaching art, and he was teaching mm-hmm. math. Is that right? Yes, math. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. When did you realize, or okay, when y'all first married, did y'all live? on a farm? Like, did y'all see yourself as doing that one day or, or did you just, you know, all of a sudden buy a farm? (laughs) We ended up, we ended up buying a house, um, right down the street from my parents because my mother is a good cook and I Uh, wanted to be able to, you know, like go home. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so it wasn't a farm when we, when we first started. Um, I don't think I really had a desire to have a farm until I had the business. Okay. Um, which we can get into that. Yeah. But okay. it, 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 there's something about opening up your back door and not hearing sheep that didn't feel quite like home to me. Yeah. <laughs> Just missing, missing that yeah. you know, experience um, to teach my kids like how to be shepherds and how to be farmers. So. Okay, so you had that in your heart that y'all are eventually Mm going to do that. It's just when y'all bought a house and then Mm -hmm. y'all were still teaching. And then what Mm -hmm. really sparked your, I guess, desire to to really start this business? Um, It was a total, like, God thing. I had really, it was, it came out of a desire to be able to do something when my kids went to sleep. So I had a three-month-old, a two- and a four-year-old at the time, and I was wow. going through probably a little bit of, of postpartum depression. Uh-huh. I didn't really know that's what it was, uh-huh. um, but I just I wanted to do something that didn't need to be redone and couldn't be undone, mm. and just I could see where my time went. Oh. So that's kind of where the desire came from of, like, I just need to do something yeah. <laughs> yeah. else. Well, yeah, and I was with... Go ahead. Sorry, I was good. With, I was with them all day. Um, I, we mm-hmm. only had one family car, which my husband took to work every day. Mm-hmm. So I just needed, I think, an outlet of just to be creative. Yeah. yeah. What would you say to the woman now that is that was like you and wanted something to do, like you just said, that couldn't be undone and mm-hmm. is needing an outlet? What would you say to her if she is wanting something like that? I'd say the two biggest um, hurdles that people just need to get past are time and a place like to really set aside a time and a place to do something you really love to do that just feeds your soul. Mm. Um, and it's, it's a really big misconception. I think I felt for a long time that self care is selfish Mm. and it's not, we really, God really needs us to be able to fill ourselves with something that we love to do. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be mothering all the time. You know, that's, there's, there's, there's God greatest desires in us other than just taking care of kids all day. And that's okay. It's okay to be go at that place of like, you know, there's more I want to do and that's okay. So I would say, you know, give yourself permission to really pursue something Mm. that you love. Mm. 
I remember back to that. And I was teaching um, kindergarten at the time, mm-hmm. and um, I desired to stay home, and that was another a whole other story. But I remember staying home, and I was so thankful and grateful. But then, on the other hand, I was like, I need something to do like Mm -hmm. not and I and it was it I kind of felt like you were saying like a little bit more of like the that self-care was more selfish and a little Mm -hmm. bit more guilt about it and I was like I feel like I need not because I I had wanted to stay home for so long and then Mm -hmm. now that I got what I wanted I was like I'm not supposed to feel this way so I kind of put those feelings down and then that's when God just worked in my heart about the podcast and said, you need, to, oh, you need to do that. So it's so neat that you're using your gifts that you'd been trained all along as a little girl growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even in college, going to get your art degree. And then that that was how God was going to use your talents, but yeah. also to have your outlet that you have your purpose as being a mom, but also as being um, mm. a woman entrepreneur. Yeah, crazy. Crazy how God can put all those pieces together, isn't it? It's really only something he can do. It's great. It's great. So there was something on New Year's Eve in 2013. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about that when you realized you were on the brink of something kind of special. Sure. Um, Well, I was a trained portrait artist um, with drawing and painting, Mm -hmm. and that's kind of what I love to do. And I did have a little... um, business just with that for a while. But after three kids, I just did not have the mental energy to like draw and paint. Like I couldn't focus. And it's just, you need a little bit of, Mm. you know, focus to be able to do that kind of thing. So I said, what can I do with my hands? Uh Um, and what kind of supplies do I have? So I went to my mom and I said, mom, can I, can I have some wool? (laughs) She's like, sure, take all you want. Cause she had a ton, always has a ton of wool. Um, and I saw, I had seen felt ball garlands had kind of started to be a little bit of a thing. And I said, Uh I can make balls with wool. Like that's something easy that I can just kind of, you know, do. And what you do is you take warm soapy water and you just ball it in your hands and roll it, roll it, roll it. And then it forms felt, which is, you know, a fabric that gets created when the wool kind of, uh, the fibers, um, bond together. Okay. So that's what felt is. I didn't even know that. Oh, really? Ah! (laughs) That's all. That's how you make felt. It's just warm soapy water and you roll, 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 roll. So yeah, it was, it was so wonderful to be able to look and just see, all the felt balls laid out. And I'm like, I did something with my time. And I remember sitting, I put them all by the wood stove that, mm. that night. Um, and I just remember feeling like this electricity of like, it's 12 o'clock. It's midnight. I remember the ball was dropping and I'm like, I'm not tired. Like this, this God was giving me this energy and this passion to make felt balls. It was the weirdest thing. I said, oh I can really, I can really dive myself into this. Like this is something mm. I can dig in and really, really want to pursue. So, um, from that came, well, if I'm going to list them on Etsy, I need to learn how to be a better photographer. So I would research that and uh-huh. I need to learn about SEO, which is search engine optimization. So I need to learn about that. So it became this huge, um, research project of finding out all these little pieces and how they fit together. And I really enjoyed each and every one. So that's kind of where the business started. Um, and I named it Sheep Farm Felt, hoping that a the felt would bring me a sheep farm one day. Yes. <laughs> Hoping that would that would happen and, and it has. So Okay. So you were doing that in two thousand thirteen and mm-hmm. I have to tell you, I love that your room that you have used to be a garage. Yes. Right? Yep. Yep. It was a dirty, nasty, you know, concrete floor, rafters, you know, mm. just kind of a 
junk shoving room for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I, I did everything for my dining room table for a while and then a tiny guest room. And then until finally, like, there were balls under my kids' beds and in their <laughs> closets. I'm like, I need a space. I just need a space. So, well, it's yeah, beautiful. This, it's beautiful. I mean, just even seeing it there. And I love your videos that you put on Instagram um, showing the process of everything. Okay, so here's my question about the felt balls. So sure. I'm thinking of, you know, there's no pink, purple, yellow sheep. So how does it get to that <laughs> color? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, so what we do to get our wool dyed, we send away our wool to a wool mill. And you can wash it and dye it yourself. That's definitely something that can be done. And to the purists, that might, you know, be Mm -hmm. important for them. For us, it's kind of like doing laundry. So, like, we send our wool away. um, They clean it. uh, They get all the little vegetable matter out, all the little bits of hay and grass. They get out, and then they put it into something called roving, which is they get all the fibers going in one direction, and it's clean, and then you can they can dye it for you. So that's kind of how we get it done, but... Okay, yeah. so then they ship back mm-hmm. the wool like in packages, or mm-hmm. and then that's Big when you giant make... plastic bags. Oh mm-hmm. my goodness! And you tell them yeah. like what colors you need. Yes, yeah. That is so interesting. Yeah, it is really fun. And you then, get it back, and it feels like Christmas. Oh my goodness! I bet <laughs> I would be like Christmas every day. And then yeah. that's when y'all take it and make it into felt balls. Yes. Okay, I remember seeing a video recently of your sister. And mm-hmm. she helps you with the eyeball garland, which is kind of yes. like for Halloween, which is so creative. Did you come oh, up with that idea? You. That was Amy, my sister, okay. who said, I can make eyeballs for you. And I'm like, Amy, that's gross and weird. <laughs> Nobody's going to want that. <laughs> but they sell out, right? The day they off. do. They do. They absolutely, I mean, it takes like five minutes and they're gone. So wow. she she makes them all year long. She's oh she's poking this little wool with a little needle felt and, yes, and gets s- them to stick to the ball. So that. That's so intriguing. Mm-hmm. So intriguing. So is this, so since Amy has a little bit to do, is this a whole family event? She helps me, yes, and then I have um, a couple of employees, too, that come in and help me package, and, okay. you know, it's cool to be able to give some jobs to, you know, yes. some, some friends and, you know, some other stay-at-home moms who need a little extra income, so that's been really fun. Well, Never thought I'd be a boss. Oh. I know. That's so, that's so <laughs> neat that this was all started, you just making felt balls one mm-hmm. one day. I mean, I just, yeah. I love it, I love it. Okay, so take us back, so... Um, your mom, they had, they have a huge farm and they have baby doll sheep, correct? She has, um, more sheep that, that are good with fiber, Merino, Wensleydale, okay. different breeds. Okay. Um, I had fallen in love with baby doll sheep just because of how cute they are. Uh, like, no, oh, they're so cute. They're so cute. They have these little upturned mouths that smile <laughs> and they're tiny and I just, I love them. Okay. So they're not the best for wool, but they're the best for taking pictures, which is why I love them. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's great. All in the so look. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So when did y'all get sheep and how many do you have? We have uh, eight right now. Okay. Um, we we started out with three and then added three more, and we just had babies our first time this mm-hmm. year, which is really fun to do lambing season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they we got them about two years ago is okay. when we started. And I have to say, when you said or when I saw you on Instagram and, and you say you're from South Jersey, I don't know. I'm from Tennessee, so I'm from the <laughs> South. So I was just like, there are farms in New Jersey? Like, all I could oh, think in my head was Jersey, the city. Like, the why city. did I even think that? 
So mm. is it, are there rolling hills and like a lot of farm life up there too? There, well, first of all, North Jersey and South Jersey are like completely two different states. And okay. that's why always someone will always say, I am from South Jersey. Okay. Because they don't want okay. to be associated with Newark okay. and all like the dirty, nasty <laughs> okay. cities, which we get a bad reputation. Okay. So I am, I am like uh, about half an hour mile, half an hour away from the beach. Um, there are okay. no hills. It's nice and flat. Okay. And I'm in an area called the Pine Barrens, which is just a ton of pine trees, mm. sandy soil. Um, a lot of cranberry bogs and blueberry oh. farms and so things like that. That is wonderful. That yeah. sounds charming. Yay. It's a beautiful place to live. Yeah. Okay. And so my next question is, so you said that there were some other wools that your mom has from her sheep. Do you mm -hmm. use her wool from her sheep? I do. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I use them to make my little itty bitties. Uh, the itty bitty bitties. Sheep. Okay, mm -hmm. and I was going to ask you also because I saw that y'all get some of your felt. I mean, some of your wool from Nepal. Is that true? Yes, yes. And I'll tell you what about that. Um, that when that happened, I was about six months into the business, and I had been making all the felt balls. You know, having a really hard time keeping up. We ran out of a couple colors, and it was going to be. This happened in August, and maybe it's going to be till um, October, November when we were going to get more wool. Mm. And and I said, oh, so I could either close up shop mm. and say this was a cool thing I did once because mm. I didn't want to just close up my shop because it's just I loved it so much, or mm. I could outsource, which I had a really hard time doing because I love the narrative of like this is from our sheep mm -hmm. and this is our wool, sure. and. And I asked my dad, like, what should I do? And he says, well, Megan, your story can get a little bit bigger, and that's okay. Mm. you know. Um, and so I found Nepal. They're a huge uh, distributor of wool products. They make um, wool felt ball rugs, which I could show you. <gasps> so one. Oh, Isn't my that goodness. amazing? That is so amazing. So they, they sew, <sighs> like hand sew each and every one of these together to make rugs. And I found a company. I said, would you be willing just to sell me the balls? And they said, yes. Oh, my So goodness. that's kind of how that happened. Oh. And even though it wasn't from my, um, from my sheep anymore, all of a sudden I was able to employ women who didn't have a job that, yes. you know, they were um, – these heads of household and didn't have an education oh and they've told us they've been able to hire more women because of the volume that we order, oh. which is just so amazing. Like how God could make that story so much bigger than oh. kind of what I had envisioned in the beginning. And so yeah, that's why we go with Nepal. That is wonderful. Okay. And I love that your dad had the wisdom to say your story can get a little bigger. Mm -hmm. That yep. is, that is awesome. Yeah. What a wise dad. Yeah, he is. He is very wise. <laughs> mm, love that. And also something I know that y'all do that, um, so you get some, you get your wool, some of your wool, or do you get all your felt balls from Nepal and then you get felt your wool? Felt balls are all Nepal. Okay. And then the mm -hmm. wool for the sheep, the little sheep that you get. If you have right. an order on Etsy over $25, you get this right. free little sheep and that is from your mom's. And dad's right, um, and my and mine too, and yep. yours yep. too. Okay, sheep. okay, mm -hmm. awesome. Yep. That's neat. Yeah. That's neat. So you we pull all our wool together, and you know, yeah. get, get the wool yeah. for that. That's mm -hmm. great. Okay, and so you live on it's. Uh, I think I read a nineteen acre farm. That's, That's right. a huge yeah. farm. It is. It's yeah. a it. It's mostly wood, so I mean, yeah. we do have maybe seven acres cleared okay. of it. So that's neat. Yeah. I only have two and a half over here, and I feel like oh. that's doing good. That lives in, we're living in the country if we have two and a yeah. half, you know. Um, but that's great. That's great. Okay, so 
let's go also into the fact that this company, as you started it, that this was actually helping your family too, because your husband is a teacher and we know mm -hmm. as being a teacher, I know you've been a teacher. It doesn't bring home the millions. No, no, no. <laughs> it doesn't no, no. bring home a lot. <laughs> so this was neat, a neat way to bless your family and provide some um, funds for, for y'all, which is super yeah. exciting. This, this company allows him to stay in Christian education, which he has a huge calling for. And, mm. um, I don't think he'd be able to do that otherwise. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I'm really, really thankful that's for that awesome. income, other source of income that God gave us. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Okay, well, talk a little bit about what, there's three things that I really love about you. I love a lot about your business, but I love how relatable you are on Instagram. I feel like people can just relate to you. Um, and I like that about you and I love how funny you are. You have this oh, dry goodness, sense I'm of blushing. humor. <laughs> no, you do. You're super funny. Like in a, like a dry humor sort of way. It's really, it's, oh, it's, it's sweet. Um, but also I love how you are like a shep shepherdess. Is mm -hmm. that how you say it? Like as a yes. woman who is in charge of the sheep. I know of a, a little while ago you did a, a series um, on Psalm 23 mm. and you invited your followers to do that. Um, what does that mean to you and how does it, how does it help home for you to be as a shepherdess and then relating it to how God is our shepherd? I always feel like God is just speaking truth right to me when I'm out mm. with my sheep. Like I just, mm. you know, the way I feel about them and the way that I have to take care of them and I mean, just the amazing like parallels of how he calls us his sheep and his shepherd and how, how dependent they are on, on, you know, the person that takes care of them is how we should be um, with our shepherd. So, mm. yeah, I feel like every, every, every little bit about sheep, for instance, um, they have, and all the facts that I learned, I love Sheep Pack <gasps> Fact Friday. I love it too. I, I love sharing. I, <laughs> I'm a teacher at heart, so I, I overshare. Like, no. I, like, we love it. This is interesting. Everyone needs to know. Yeah. That. <laughs> yes. And we do. And I love it too. Oh, so sweet. Well, one of the things, one of the fact I learned once is there's a gland called a lanolin gland, which is the oil that, that sheep secrete to make mm -hmm. them waterproof. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's in their wool and there's a couple different places of where the oil gets secreted from. Mm -hmm. And one is right in between their hooves. So there's like a cleft hoof a little, and then there's like a little lanolin gland and it leaves the scent of their oil where they're grazing. Mm -hmm. So they can smell where they've been. Mm -hmm. So they can, they have no idea where they're going, but they can smell where they've been. Okay. And can learn from their things. I'm like, what a beautiful picture mm -hmm. of like, God shows us where we're going and he allows us, you know, to have that memory of the things we learn along the way. And just mm -hmm. so little things like that, I've like taken, it's just like, it's amazing truth to me, the way he designed sheep, um, how they're so dependent on each other. And it's really, it really is just a beautiful, beautiful uh, parallel. So yeah, I do enjoy it. I love that. Reason. I love the uh, the objective lessons you can see, like object lessons, mm -hmm. like you're, you see yeah. it and you, the parallels, like you said, I love that. Mm -hmm. That's sweet. Do you have any specific stories in your, that you're thinking of with your garlands? Like I remember I hear, heard a story about your daughter that corresponded with the ocean blue garland. Mm -hmm. I love how you name them. 
Cute little names. So what's the story behind that garland? Um, I think I designed it uh, one April, I think, is Autism Awareness Month. So my oldest daughter um, is on the autism spectrum. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So she, um, so I designed that garland kind of as a, uh, you know, in addition to if you, if you have a child with autism or, you know, Mm -hmm. want to support autism, that that, that garland was kind of uh, designed for her. And Mm. yeah, so that's kind of where the ocean blues came from. That is so sweet. (laughs) And when did y'all first know that she was on the um, spectrum? Um, I, she was always very brilliant. Like, I mean, speaking full sentences at 18 months, mm. um, taught herself to read, which just thought, oh, she's super smart. Um, but when she went to preschool and she would not comply, I mean, mm. sit on the circle. No, yeah. no, no, I'm a mermaid. I'm swimming. <gasps> like, just totally would is in okay. her own little world. Okay. And um, just not reaching reaching her academic goals very quickly, but social emotional goals, mm. there was a huge lapse. Yeah. So we did have her tested and found out, yes, she was on the spectrum. It would be called Asperger's. Um, yeah. I think they call yeah. it autism five now. Okay. Um, but okay. yeah. Yeah. So. I, um, actually my degree is in, um, special education and okay. I, um, taught special education for three years and it was in a school that had a lot of kids that either had a learning disability um, mm-hmm. or a couple ha- were on the spectrum. Wow. So, okay. um, so you know. Yeah. You know the world. <laughs> yeah, I do. And it's, yeah. um, I'm sure that was difficult to hear at first when you're he- hearing that. It was. And I think the hardest part was one of the things the doctor told us, and I don't know if it was good advice or not, but she told us, you might want to think about who you tell. And, mm-hmm. um, and who you kind of let in because you want all the grace without any of the judgment. Mm-hmm. And it's, you can't have both without people knowing the full story. Mm-hmm. Like you want people to understand I'm not a bad parent and I do uh, discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But it, you also want the grace of like, there's a reason, you know, you want mm-hmm. people to, re- to know that there's a reason why it's, it's so hard and why she doesn't right. listen and right. you know, why she's not complying. So um, mm-hmm. I think it was very isolating. You know, just that, that bit of advice of like, we can't tell all the people, but yeah. you want to tell all the people. So yeah. I think that made our circle very close. Like we just mm-hmm. made sure like who we let in mm-hmm. and who we, um, who we wanted to be around her just to be supportive and understanding and, yeah. you know. Well, and it's important so. to find people like that, that are going to support mm-hmm. you. And it's right. hard to find that, which is kind mm-hmm. of extremely, like you said, very isolating for parents. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen just as a, as a teacher, it's just hard because right. people don't understand. And it's like, you're in the grocery store and you want to be like, you want to explain, you know, you, like you said, you want to be like, you need to know the whole story right now. Right. You know, like <laughs> she's you melting to. down because she can't, she can't yeah. block out all of the stimuli. Like right. it's not that she just is a brat and wants this candy bar. Right. There's more going on. Right. 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 There's right. more. Yeah. So. Yeah. And how mm-hmm. old is she now? She is going to be nine next okay. month. Awesome. So, yeah, wow. and she's doing so well. She's in a That's program. Great. Now she goes to a public school um, with an inclusion classroom and is just thriving. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, Isn't that the best thing? That it is oh. so great when you see a program that really works mm. in the public school system, you're just like, that's awesome. That's the best yes. thing. We are so blessed with this that's program wonderful. and just the teachers. Yeah, it's that's been great. it's been great. What would you tell mm-hmm. to a mom that is struggling right now with that, that she's struggling with a child that – 
is having some issues that they don't know yet what, what, yeah. what's going on. Um, well, they always say intervention, uh, early intervention is, is the best. So if you really mm-hmm. think there's an issue to, you know, really investigate that. And it's hard because parents don't want the label, mm-hmm. but with the label comes services. So yeah. it, it kind of right. comes with it. If you don't, you kind of have to deal with the stigma of having that label if you want to get your kid the help that they need. And I'd say mm-hmm. get the label and yeah. and get them services. Um, That's good. Yeah. So that, and also just find, find your people, you know, mm-hmm. you're, it's not going to be the tribe you wanted to be in. It's yeah. not, you know, but God will provide the tribe you need. So, so cling to your people and, and find people that have a harder life than you do mm. because there are plenty of them and mm. you just need perspective sometimes. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. That's the sweetest thing. I just want to cry. That's so sweet. Oh. That's so sweet. Um, and God provides people for, for yes, you. You know, God provides does. that community. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. for all of us, no matter what we're going through. If we are, right. have a child that has special needs or if we're in um, a business that we're trying to make a company go, go smoothly, there's people mm-hmm. out there to encourage you. And there's people, if you're struggling in your marriage or um, struggling with infertility, like we went through, mm-hmm. it's just God has those people around you if you... Um, you know, just pray for those people. That's Absolutely. I, I always, I always say that God puts people before you who have gone in this journey mm-hmm. before. He's put people beside you who are struggling now mm-hmm. and he's put people after you who they're going to need your story. Yeah. So as long as you're really cognizant of like surrounding yourselves with all three of those kinds of people, you know, that's, that's why God gives you the story that he gives you. Mm, I love it. And don't waste it. Right. And share don't it. Don't waste it. Nope. Mm-hmm. Love it. Thank you for sharing that part of it. I didn't know that. Oh. I didn't know. Yeah. Um, okay, so I love how you have stories about your garlands. Tell me, what is the best thing about your company? Like the best, like, uh, just like you're like, yes. And then also the biggest struggle in your company. Oh, let me see. Um, the best thing is I love connecting with women mm. who who are putting rooms together and putting um, – we went through infertility as well. Mm. So I think God was just using that time to just dig my hole in my heart so deep, that nesting, Mm. that nesting urge to nest. Mm. And the fact that I can have so much compassion and patience with women who are doing that, you know, God, like you said, God used that too. And, um, so I love sending color samples and they send me a picture of what they're doing and I can, and knowing like my color background, I can pull these colors and I know these colors will look good Mm -hmm. together. And, Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's my favorite part. I remember one woman um, emailing me and saying, I put the garland up and I knew that I was ready for my baby as soon oh. as that garland was up. Oh. Like, I love, I love that I get to be a part of that story. Like, it's so simple and it's just a garland. And I realize, like, we're not, we're not curing cancer here, but it's, but it's, it's I get to be a part it's of that so story. Well, I love all of them, and I can't decide which one I want. So I'm like, I think I'm just going to have to be like, this is a generic one. This is a fall one. This is a Christmas. I'm just going to have to just Mm -hmm. get one of each. (laughs) Yeah, they are. It's hard. It's a sickness. Once you get one, and and I'm so glad I don't have to choose because everyone is my favorite. I'm like, this is awesome. I love this one. Well, and I love how you you put the different colors together because I think Mm, you have to have an artistic. you. You have to have an artistic eye for that to know which colors are going to go well together. So you right. do that really well. I mean, which oh, eyeball color you. to goes which, with eyeball? <laughs> I mean, we got to be ready for Halloween, right? That's I love right. that. I that's think that's right. awesome. Okay, so what's the yeah. hardest part? 
the hardest part is balancing family and work, like yes. all working women, yes. staying home women. It's mm-hmm. the balancing act of, yeah. of, and the mom guilt of just wherever mm. you are, you feel like you be, could be doing something for the other. When I'm working, mm. I should be with my kids. When I'm with my kids, I should get back to that customer. Mm. So just finding the grace of like where you are, being completely there, yeah. giving yourself permission to just let other things go and realizing like, I just was thinking of this this week that um, I am a second generation maker. Mm-hmm. And I remember my mom working late into the night and having classes and hearing women, um, you know, that were in the classroom laughing and making baskets and not being with my mom. And just the impact that it has on you later, like you hate it in the moment, you miss your mom, but mm-hmm. now seeing like she was pursuing a beautiful dream mm-hmm. and I can do that for my kids and set that example yes. that it's not just, I'm not stealing time away from them. I'm showing mm-hmm. them that if they want to do this and pursue something that they can do that too. Yes. And I feel like that's, that's really important to show, to share that with them. What a great model you are. You're a great mm-hmm. mom. That's sweet. <laughs> that's great. Okay, so at the end of my episodes, I get to ask three little fun questions, and I ask, okay. what do you like to do with the, your community that, or your friends? What do you like to do that's fun, that's life-giving to you? Mm-hmm. And then what are you reading, and what are you snacking on? Okay, so with my community, like I said, we keep things very small, mm-hmm. and I, I like to think my friendships are very deep, not wide. So the people I'm friends with, I am deep. Like we talk on soul level deep. So what I do, I have a couple friends. I have one friend in particular. I meet for coffee once a week and we prioritize. Like Mm. it is on the, it is in pen, not pencil. (gasps) We are meeting every week. That's great. I go and and have coffee with her for an hour a week. And that's just like (sighs) breath of fresh air. That's so good. So it's good to have that just like friendship connection with her. Um, I love so, that. Yeah. Okay, do where do your do you homeschool your other two? Or are they are they also in the school that your other your nine year old is in? She is in public. My nine year old's in public school. Okay. My other two are in the Christian school. My husband. Oh, okay, 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 mm-hmm. okay. So you yeah. have the ability that you can go during the school year to do yes. that with your friend at, every yeah. week. Oh, mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Yeah, and my and my youngest is going to be in school full time this year. Oh, praise the Lord! I'm so excited. I yeah. am like a I yeah. jazz hands every day. Yeah, <laughs> I am so great. excited to have like full time daylight working hours because usually I work from like eight till midnight. Yeah. Like that's kind of like the pockets of time I can find, which yeah. is not great for mothering either because I'm just so tired you're all tired. the time. So, right, right. So this so is a I'm, new change for you, a good change. I am I am super excited for that's the time great. scheduling change. Good. Good, 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 mm-hmm. good. Okay, I love that that you go to dinner or go to um, coffee with that mm-hmm. friend every week and you write it mm-hmm. down. I love that. Right. I think I need to do right. that. I definitely need yeah. to do that. And and we say that like it's definite, but you know that way if we make it every week and sometimes we need to skip a week, at yes. least it was on the calendar. So we right. kind of just say we do write it down. Right, or say hey, we're going to grab lunch one day and then it never happens because I do that right, all right, the time right, right. and we can't do that. Mm-hmm. You got to schedule. Mm-hmm. <laughs> put it on the calendar. I put it on the calendar. Okay, what are you reading? Um, I listen to a lot of audiobooks because uh-huh. when I work, I don't really get a chance to read a lot. But um, for reading right now, I'm reading um, through the American Girl doll books with my girls. Oh, sweet. So, which is so fun. My youngest, mm. my middle, um, my middle daughter, she just got her first American Girl. So uh-huh. my oldest one has Kit, and okay. and my and and my middle just picked Kaya. So we're reading oh. through the Native American um, books, which has led to like a lot of great discussions about like 
um, what they believe and what we believe and bravery and community and family. So it brings up a lot of conversations that wouldn't, you know, come that we wouldn't do if we just read books that like, you know, yeah, not about faith or, you know, so it's it's been really fun for us. That is great. I love the chapter books. We're starting to get in that with my son and I'm like, this is the best. I love it so much. When you can start sharing things that, like you're passionate about, it's like this is why I became a mother. Yes, <laughs> it's it so is fun. I love it's reading. That's great. Fun. Okay, what are you snacking on? What do you like to snack? What are you snacking? Yes. Um, my husband and I are doing keto right now. Oh, what is um, that? I keep hearing about it. What is it? It's a no carb, no sugar, no fun diet. No, just yeah, exactly. It's really not. <laughs> oh goodness. It sounds it's, very it's healthy like, though. It is. And I feel so good. We've been doing it for a month now and like I've lost maybe 13 pounds in a month. That's awesome. It feels good. And I have energy and I am such a sugar addict. I'm, Mm, I'm crashing and, and hot and sugar highs all day long. So now that I'm off of sugar, it just Uh feels so good. So I do this little, um, this little whip in the middle of the day. It's like heavy cream and cocoa powder and a little stevia packet and a little almond butter. So that's like my favorite little snack. Okay. Mm -hmm, I love that. And that is all keto approved because Mm -hmm. it's not carbs and it's not sugar because you're doing the stevia. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's my little sweet treat. So what does like a lunch look like for you? I'm just asking this for myself because I don't know what Um, keto is. I'm not great at it, but as long as it has like a protein and a fat, so like chicken salad, okay. um, uh, a burger that doesn't have like a bun, like a bun. You can okay. do, and you can you can put cheese and bacon and <gasps> mayo on it. I okay. mean, like load it up with the good stuff. Okay, so, just not sugar and not, not carbs. Sugar, not carb. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I do um, I do a little app that like it shows you where your calories are coming from, so you make sure to keep those macro levels okay. of each thing. So you do that too, so, yeah. Because that would be, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. I think I, yeah. like, I could do that. I could Give do it that. A try. The sugar is the worst. Oh, it's it the is. Worst. It's, it's really so good, a cycle though. that does not end. Yes, it is. And, and you get so addicted, and you don't even realize. And you like, don't realize. You don't it. have any energy. Yes, yes. So I yes. do feel good on it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's great. Yeah. Good. <laughs> well, thank you for coming on the podcast. Oh, thanks for asking me. I feel so honored that you wanted to talk about all the Oh, things. my goodness. So <laughs> obsessed. Somehow I heard about your story. Maybe it was through, I think I just researched it. I went back because I was like, this is so interesting about our family Aww. and about you and about your business and um, doing what you love and loving what you do. And anyway, Aww. so that's how I heard about you. And then I've been an avid follower ever since on Instagram. Aww. So tell everybody, what. where can people find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram. I'm pretty much Sheep Farm Felt everywhere. So sheepfarmfelt.com kind of gets you to like a landing place. I have a website. Um, Etsy, I'm Sheep Farm Felt. If you want to put in Amazon Sheep Farm Felt, I'm oh. on Facebook. So all the places, just, you know, okay. Google Sheep Farm Felt. And I just had this and I forgot to ask you about it. But you were featured in the Rachel Ray magazine. Oh, yeah. Weren't you? Isn't that exciting? <laughs> like, what? It, the internet makes the world a very small place. So, I mean, wow. it's so crazy. Yes, we were in Rachel Ray. Um, we are on MarthaStewart.com. We got in one of the Bachelorette's nurseries. Yes, and all uh, these Sean, weird and, things. Sean and Caroline, uh, Caroline, Catherine Lowe, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. That is yep, their first little boy. And they just, yeah. heard, I mean, they just found you through. Like their their designer internet. their designer contacted me and said we have a shoot and it's tomorrow can you overnight it like I mean all these designers always want it tomorrow they always want to overnight it funny <laughs> and so did you so, do that oh yeah oh yeah we yes 
Yes, we oh. rushed over to the post office as soon as possible. So, oh, my yeah, we, we bend over backwards for, you know, opportunities yeah. like that. It's kind of fun. That is so fun. Yeah, and Instagram just had a big party uh, releasing their IGTV. <gasps> yes. That and was you, so cool. And they mm-hmm. did your, I saw it. What color, wasn't it like red or pink or something? They were all, all the same color garlands in a, like a rainbow and they made a curtain out of it and they showed it on Instagram. It was I so cool. They didn't it. tag me, but oh. it was still awesome. <laughs> Should have tagged so cool. me. But that is super neat. I remember you, you putting that and I was like, that is amazing. This is Who just Who knew? Crazy. I mean, <gasps> balls on a string. Who knew God could do something so big with balls on a string? I, I don't know. I'll, I'll never, I'll never know. <laughs> well, he's doing a great thing and we are all here for it. And I'm glad that you said yes when he led you to do this. I love it oh, so much. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming. Oh, my pleasure. I just love chatting with Megan. It was such a meaningful conversation and I love her story. So thanks so much for listening. I would ask a favor of y'all, if you could go to the iTunes podcast app on your phone and leave a rating and a review for the podcast. Just type in Friends of a Feather and then you can click on the button that says write a review. I would love that. It's definitely encouragement for me, but it's really more for other women to find the podcast. So this review was posted last week from Mel J0908. The title is What a Blessing. This podcast is the first one I've ever listened to. It's so uplifting and I look forward to hearing it each week. Ren definitely has a special gift. I love her guest and the questions she asks. I've laughed, cried, and most definitely been encouraged. Thank you so much, Mel J0908. I wish I could give you a hug in person, but thank you so much for leaving that five-star review. I really appreciate it. So thank you to all of you who have left reviews for the podcast. I just want other women to find it and be encouraged. One last thing that's super important and super special is Megan with Sheep Farm Felt has offered my Friends of a Feather podcast listeners a 10% discount on any of her products. If you go to her Etsy shop at Sheep Farm Felt and type in Feather 10, you can get that discount. Thank you so much, Megan. We all love discounts, right? Remember, that's on her Etsy shop with a $25 order. So thank you so much for listening. Remember, we're all friends of a feather, so let's stick together. Be encouraged, and I'll see you next time.